we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Continue to praise you. Uh, praise the Lord. Those four. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Anybody want that? I want that.
right, so now we're gonna start with Psalm 71 and 23. So let's read. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you, and my soul which you have redeemed. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Amen. We're gonna let the spirit break out. Let it break out. Hallelujah. All right, are y'all ready? Come on now, we survived 2021. And now we're gonna give all the glory for 2022.
struggle, but now he said the power is getting ready to break through. See, he's ready for his people to stand up, and he's ready for us to be in position and to make a move. So 2022, are you guys ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? this year. Amen. Abundance, abundance. Wherever you see lacking your life, look for abundance to come in that area now. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we have any visitors in the house today? Oh, what? Okay. All right. Praise God. Enjoying her big screen TV. Amen. Well, we welcome everyone to Ash Christian Center Church where we're... Where we're <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're making heirs for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And we just thank you all for coming in today. We thank you all for tuning in out there at TV land. Amen. Let's just go before the throne. Well, dear Helen Fathers, we come before you, Lord. We just thank you, Father. We give you all praise, honor, and glory, Lord, for you truly are worthy, and we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for having us on your mind, Lord, and making us part of your kingdom, Lord. We thank you that, for that, Father. While we were yet sinners, Lord, you died for us, and we thank you for that. We plead the blood of Jesus on every person represented here in this house, every family represented here in this house. Hallelujah. Over the visions uh, uh, where we stand in the vision to provide, Lord, and we thank you that you are a God of provision, Father, and we thank you for that. We thank you that you are a God of healing, Lord. Whatever we stand in the need of, Lord, you are. We, we say a special blessing on the, on the pastors of this house, Lord. You continue to flow through them. And your spirit of wisdom and revelation just rest upon them. And we thank you, Lord, for your spirit being in this place, Lord. Your glory being in this place, Lord. And we thank you for that. As the temple was built, how your glory filled the place, Lord. Fill this place, Lord, with your glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Fill this place with your glory. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord, for that. As we come with a spirit of expectation of what you're going to do today and what you're going to do this year, Lord. And we are grateful, Lord, that you are what you're going to do, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. And we're just so excited, Lord, about what you're doing in this house, Lord. How you're making us know each other by the heart, Lord. How you strengthen us with might in your inner man, Lord, and in our inner man, hallelujah, by your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for that, Father God. We thank you. Lord. We thank you for the vision of this house, Lord. Thank and you, we Lord. thank you, Lord, for that, Lord. How it has helped us in our lives, Lord. How it's provided in our lives, Father. And we just thank you for that. Father God, we give you all praise, honor, and glory, Lord. And we just look forward to, Lord, uh, how you're going to move in this day. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. 
Thank you, Jesus. You know what? This is a good praise break. Why don't we just say what the vision is on three? Y'all know what it is, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. The, the power will break through. 2022. Say it again. Say it again. One, the, two, three. The power will break through in 2022. Three times, y'all. Let's do yeah. it. This time, really, like, put your faith on it, all right? Okay. Okay, y'all ready? Okay, let's go. The, the power will break through in 2022. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to read from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verse 6, out of the King James Version. Let's read. But, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things. Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud I'll never be more loved than I am right now Oh Going through a storm but I won't go down I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me
text 2, 9 through 11 reads, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's good news. Ooh, that's good news. Hallelujah. He is the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? Jesus, all right? The Lord strong God, the Lord mighty in battle. <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name today. Jesus, you are high and lifted up. Thank you, Lord, for being our Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, the world would bow down and say you are God. Every man would bow down and say you are King. So
you have to impart to into us today. And we yield to it. I decrease that you may increase in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I had one here already. Okay. Are you, uh, you may be seated if you were standing. Uh, right now, let's just do, we're going to do communion um, just to, before we uh, get into what God wants us to share today. How's everybody's morning? Just want everybody to welcome back Trey. Trey Diggs back there. All the way from Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa City. Des Moines. Okay. All right. Been out there going to school and growing in photography and, you know, doing some great things out there. Way out there in Iowa. <laughs> We was out there last year. It's cold out there now. That's why you home. <laughs> so, all right. So if uh, if you, they should have given everybody communion implements. If you don't have one, just raise your hands, and the ushers will make sure you have one. If you're so led to do communion, I know the the Bible says, you know, when you're doing communion, please properly discern the Lord's body. You know, really, uh, you know, pick up if there's any art, any off, any offense in your heart, you know, it's not, you know, you don't want to be communing, you know. You, the Bible says God is an all-consuming fire, so you, you don't want to bring, uh, you don't want to attach your heart to something that needs to be consumed <laughs> when you're trying to commune with God. So we'll pray for that before we do communion, to get whatever's in our heart out of our heart. And the thing is, everything in the body of Christ is attaching your faith to it. That's what it is. So we're attaching our faith to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, to the blood and the body that was given for us. Just like we tithe, we attach our faith to God pouring out his blessing, giving us room to receive. When we're baptized, we attach our faith to the old man, attach our faith to the old man being buried, new man rising. You know, with salvation, we attach our faith to Jesus dying on that cross for us. And we uh, believe it in our heart, confessing with our mouth. So, Communion is something that the Bible tells us to do often to stay in remembrance of the wonderful thing that he did on behalf of us. Give his blood, shed his blood, and give his body. Okay? All right, so uh, uh, Jesus had, uh, had disciples in the upper room, and, and he, uh, he broke the bread and he picked it up. And when he broke it, he said, this, is, this represents my body that was, uh, was broken and, and given for you. He says, often as you do, do this in remembrance of me. He says, so let us eat together. So let us eat together. 
And after he had supped, after he had supped, he, he uh, lifted up the, the cup. He said, this represents the New Testament uh, of my blood that was shed for you. He says, as often as you do, do this in remembrance of me. He said, so he said, let us drink together. So let us drink together. And, you know, and uh, we're going to pray, but again, we're, you know, thank you, sweetheart. We're doing this, we're attaching our faith to some things. And again, some of us, you know, I remember when I did Bible study in, um, on campuses, you had so many youth coming from so, different, so many different cultures, uh, whether it was uh, uh, holiness, uh, AME, Baptist, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have come from so many different religions, and so they've allowed their religion to restrict them from, from actually having access to some things God has given us by faith, you know, because, again, and, you know, you have, you have people who talk about grace and the law right now, and that we're under grace and not the law, but that's talking about you, you no longer have to be bound by the ceremonial law, but you have some people that still walk in the ceremonial laws, doesn't exempt you from the moral laws, living right, you know, but it does, you don't have to do all the ceremonial things to, for your atonements and your positioning with God. That's, that's, that's what the grace that we're under, but we're not under grace where we don't morally operate in the moral laws and live right, right? And so, so communion is a ceremonial thing, um, but we're not operating in, in, in the bondage of, of communion. We're operating in, in the appreciation. We're, we're reminding ourselves of the blood that was shed and the body that was gave. Because that keeps us, what, in appreciation and humility, knowing that apart from Christ we can do nothing. So I, I want you to just lay your hands somewhere on your body and just pray with me. Uh, Father God, we just, uh, we just thank and praise you for, uh, one, redeeming us from the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, and death. We thank you for giving your body for us and shedding your blood. We know life is in the blood, and because you've given your blood, you've given us eternal life, access to eternal life. And, Lord, so we attach our faith to your death, burial, and resurrection, and we thank you because you redeemed us. Uh, we're rich, we're healed, and we're eternally alive. Any sickness and disease, Lord, we um, charge it to the blood. Any infirmity, we charge it to the blood. Any viruses, we charge it to the blood. We believe your blood is more powerful anything that's trying to attach itself to our life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What's up, Tatum? <laughs> yeah. What's up? My man. Hey, man. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, uh, let's get into this word, um, and let's, let's uh, go to Matthew 27, verse 50. Again, we talked about it on, on uh... oh, no, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, I forgot something. I forgot. Uh, Ray, could you? What's that? The clock telling me I forgot something? <laughs> Why are we starting the clock? I said, why are we starting the clock? <laughs> nah. Yeah, I was like, why are we starting it? All right. All right, so we promised to give a TV away, and so we want to make sure we get a TV away to, 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 
And, and, I'm, and I apologize, so, I, so you don't want to be identified as Miasia's mom, so. <laughs> Shayna. All right, so Shayna won the TV, and we upgraded from a 40 to a 55, and when we was looking for the 55, we couldn't, we found a 58, so we just got the 58, so, so. <laughs> so, we just want to let you know, we honor our word, we told we get the TV, this is your TV, I know you don't want it in your chair, so uh, if you guys maybe could put it in the, the prayer room, and then you could, you could pick it up on your way out, man. She's like, just make sure y'all take care of my TV back there. <laughs> and if you, you might not have um, came here in preparation to bring it home, so we'll, we'll figure out maybe somebody could take it to your house for you. Okay, we'll, we'll take care of you. All right? So, glory to God. That was from our, uh, our RAF on, was that Friday? Friday night, Saturday morning. Okay, all right. Yeah, so we wanted to make sure we honored that. We kind of uh, ran out of uh, gifts. <laughs> so, all right, so hopefully you enjoy that and you always remember us as the, the day you showed up and got a TV at church. <laughs> I remember that first time I came to that church. <laughs> you know, so, so that's interesting. Bringing the new year with it. Uh, a new TV. All right. So you have no reason not to see us. <laughs> All right. So let's go to uh, Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. Again, I want to thank uh, me and Pastor Mel. Thank everybody here. But just thank everybody for what they did on um, this, this, this past week. Everything went smooth. Uh, you know, there, there might have been some video glitches, but I think Holy Spirit allowed that because he was like, you should have been in the house. Psych, just playing. All right, but what happens is we have so many, um, you, got, you have so many different demands, and some things probably unintentionally can be taken for granted, like that guy back there doing production. You know, you could really easily take them. So what happened was a part of his team was participating in the play, actually two major players. So... Pastor Mel was back there helping with, with Marcus, but they're probably, it was a two-person, it was two people doing a five-person job. And then, so you always have different things coming up, so, so they did a wonderful job considering it was two people back there uh, doing the different, di different jobs. And the reason, some of it was because you didn't have a, a, the additional help, but some of it is the additional help had to be at every rehearsal. So if you weren't at every rehearsal, then you wouldn't know uh, when the cast was coming through the doors and having the camera there and different things like that. You wouldn't know the scene changes. You don't know when, when the music had to be cued or the video had to be cued. So it just goes to show you that, you know, every area needs help. And so for the next production, what we're going to do is hopefully people will join the production team. But if no one's on, if, if people don't join, we'll have to recruit people for the production because you need all hands on deck, you know. You know, you had uh, uh, Pika and them running around doing uh, stage stuff, but they needed more help with that too. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? So, so uh, it's, you know, as you grow forward, you realize, hey, I probably can help with that, you know? And so, well, hopefully somebody's thinking, <laughs> like, I probably can help with that. So, so, you know, some of the people that maybe couldn't make it, it was at home or go back and watch the video, um, 
you know, you looking through grace lenses, realizing that, you know, there was an undermanned staff trying to get that done. Um, and for y'all that was watching and you're in another state and you, you know, you missed it. If you, because, <laughs> man, it was, it was phenomenally powerful. They did a phenomenal job. Uh, Miasia that night, she was doing quite a bit of stuff. So she, she was with the praise team. She was with the dance team, right? You danced too, right? And she was the main character in the play. And if you notice, they were up here. You saw something on screen and you looked up and you saw them coming through the back door, right? Okay. So I know that the Holy Spirit can translate folk. I don't think it was translation. I think it was a whole lot of running from from. From the back all the way around to the front, you know, each time. But, you, you, but there wasn't huffing and puffing when they came around. It, it looked like they were there already, right? You know, so just, just uh, you know, the, so imagine you're rehearsing those things and preparing for those things and being here so many days of the week. Uh, and Miege had to go to work, right? You had to be to work at 5, 4.30 a.m. So she, so she prepared for all that, got here early, did all that stuff and still went to work. And look, she's still here smiling on Sunday morning. You know, uh, uh, so, so Pastor Greg and his wife, they watched the entire uh, um, production and everything. And so the message was we watched the entire production. And it, it was really impactful. But the, the, the real impact was we could tell People put in a whole lot of work to make sure we were impacted by God. And we really appreciate it. So that's something uh, Pastor Greg and, and, uh, and uh, Minister Donna has shared. So um, actually, I got feedback, period. So, so just really appreciate all of your energy and efforts. Everybody, you know, even the people that did stage, lighting, you know, the writers, the directors, some of y'all that had to maybe get through uh, your individualism and learn how to flow with a team and, you know, you know, the different little uh, personality things that you have to shift to. You know, to do something like that, people have to become one, but everybody have their own preferences, right? And so they actually came together as one, worked, worked together wonderfully. But, you know, that's what it is with growing as a team. Some of us, you know, we flee if it's uncomfortable, but then you'll never get to see things special because everything special takes people coming together. Right? I have a special relationship. Do you think we've just been wonderful from day one? You know, we had to learn to merge. Right? At church, you have to learn to merge. You know, when you're isolated and we're individualized, what we're saying is, I don't want to grow. I don't want to flow. I don't want to harmonize with what God is doing. I don't want to be a part of the body. I just want to be outside. And you lose so much. You don't experience winning by yourself. Unless you're playing golf or tennis. And that's still not by yourself because they have coaches and teams and all types of people working with them at the professional level, right? All right, so just thought I'd slip that in there as we go forward probably the next three weeks when we talk about the power of fellowship. It all makes sense, all right? All right, didn't y'all talk about that at the play? The play, like, you had somebody that was, so wait, hold on, let me get this right. So the, uh, Amelia was spending time praying by herself. No, 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 Miasia, Miasia, no, no, I'm, I'm going back to the first person. So Miasia was weary, right? That was your character, weary. You was all over the place, right? 
So they were trying to get you to just like, right, to have your one-on-one time with God. Then you meet somebody that had one-on-one time with God, but they was without fellowship. And that was uh, Amelia, right? And she was just like, like you, matter of fact, when you, sh- she was nobody. Yeah, so you, you kind of interrupted her whole flow, and she kind of was like pushing off the reason why she's spending time with God to go spend time with God. Because the purpose of spending time with God is he fills you up, and you pour that into other people, right? Because you can't skip the people, right? Right? And she was, she, my wife was like intrigued. She was like, she said, babe, like you got so much you have to prepare for, you know, while everybody was chilling on yesterday, I had to spend time with God. But she heard me talking to a lot of people. I think, uh, me and Jamal had a conversation. I talked to me and you had a conversation. Me and you had a conversation. I talked to a guy from Jersey. She was like, hey, but you had so much to prepare. So I was working at the same time. But what God was telling me was each of these people he just had in my heart, no, you need to talk to them because it's about people. And I still spend time with God, right? So we can't lose sight of that. And then uh, so we had... Bondage, oh yeah, so you know, so that was Jamal. <laughs> Jamal just had me rolling, he had me cracking up. But, but he, he played the character Bondage, right? So he, he was too bound from anything, <laughs> right? And so uh, uh, when the sun says free, is free indeed. <laughs> uh, so, so I just thought it was great. And then our, uh, our, our therapist slash angel of God, you know, did, did a wonderful job of, of showing how God is there in every aspect of our lives if we just open our eyes and see him. So, so I was just, might want to go back and check that play out. You know, it really was awesome. All right, so let's get to the power breaking through. That's our vision for this year. And I'll do it a little different. I'll, I'll give you kind of, and I'm, uh, then maybe the next week or two, we'll just give you something you can carry around and remind you of just the highlights of what the vision is. We're going to be talking about where, how this vision relates to our relationship with God, how it relates to our covenants, those that are married in covenant, our extended family and friends, and how it relates to our desires. You know, every time we talk about vision, those are the, those are the four aspects, or four and a half aspects there that um, God has highlighted because those are the things that are impacted in our life. Of course, with God first, and if you're in a covenant or in a marriage, that's going to be first. And then, of course, your, your family. And then, you know, you got extended family and friends. You, we're always praying, believing, and trying to impact extended family and friends. And then last, but not necessarily least, is our desires. Sometimes our desires is the only thing we think about, right? So Matthew 27, and we'll hit here verse uh, 50. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if I want to start earlier. We started verse 50. It says, and Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. We know this is Jesus on the cross after he said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? You know, and it got dark and they tried to give him some vinegar and stuff to drink. It says, uh, Jesus, when he had cried again, so he had cried out again, it says he, uh, with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost or the, his, 
uh, released himself from his spirit. Verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent twain from top to bottom. Now, when it says the veil of the temple was rent, it says from top to bottom. It didn't say from bottom to top. So now this temple, if you, you go back and study out the temples, it wasn't like, you know, we have a, a pretty decent high ceiling, way higher than this. But even if, the, if it was just this high and you had a veil, you had this huge curtain and it had to be rent from top to bottom. For us to do it, well, we got to climb up on a ladder. You, you, we would try to, if we had to tear, tear the curtain, we would do what? We would reach from the bottom and try to tear the curtain open. But just to show that it was God, the curtain started to tear, sever from top to bottom. Right? So it says, uh, it says, uh, it says uh, the veil of the temple was rent in twain and two from top to bottom. Look, look. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And it says, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. It says, and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So again, this power shows up, breaks through. The, 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 the veil of the temple is rent, you know, and that, that veil represented you had to, you, there's levels where you had to go to. You had the brazen basin, you had the brazen altar, and you have the holies of holies, and everybody couldn't just enter in. But that, that, that was written too, representing now that what Christ gave up gave us access, right? And so, so and soon as, so, so there was a representative new access with the veil being written, but there was also a representation of power breaking through by the earth shaking. It was, so it was an earthquake that, that they never heard before. And it said the rocks rent, they started to crumble around them. So, so power is showing up in the atmosphere. So then another step was, it was so much the presence of God and the spirit of God that even the vessels that was in the graves got up and walked in the city. Now, when they walked in the city, a person says, because people visit graves all the time, and they think the people are in the graves. So they're saying, so, so they're basically waiting for people to get up, you know, and, and do stuff. No, those people weren't, they weren't, they were the same vessels, not the same people. So they saw representatives of the same people, but they weren't the same vessels because their original spirit wasn't in them walking them around. The, the, the power of God was in them walking them around. So you can almost say everybody was the same inside but looked different on the outside, right? Walking around the city, but that represented power. The power of God shows up. Remember when they threw Ezekiel's bones you know, and then, you know, people started to rise because of the, 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 the anointing that was on his life. So this is, this is representative of the power showing up. This was a day heaven and earth was merged again. Our faith agreement is what brings this heaven and earth merging or this power showing up into manifestation. Our faith agreement, like we attach our faith to it. We believe for it. Um, we believe for we we believe for so it's yes it's power breaking through but it's all it's actually our faith and our belief that manifests that power in our life so so again the power and the anointing can be in the atmosphere but if we don't attach our faith to it and some of us are so I'm gonna say this respectfully some of us are so funky and so stern um, so stubborn. Like, like, we don't want to yield. Now, now, I'm saying that. I'm saying some of us are so funky, so stern. And, you know, if you believe it's you, you could go, 
why are you talking to me like that? But even though I didn't say no names. Did I say names? And so, so just for this example to let you know, I'm communicating from a, standard, a, a, a place of relating, I was this way. You know, I was, I was uh, you know, when I started out, I'm just a gullible guy, nice guy. Uh, but after abuse and, and betrayal and stuff like that, I became callous and hard. You know, they teach you. They, they, they teach you how to be stoned. I was talking to Mike, if you're watching this, we were talking about this. He lives in Atlanta, but he's from Newark. I said that stone, I said that stone, it helps you in certain aspects. When I was playing ball, it helped me. Uh, uh, navigating through Newark, it helped me. Uh, working in corrections, it helped me. But it doesn't translate everywhere. That's the thing. When you start to grow in the body of Christ, you can crush people being stoned. You know, uh, and I unintentionally crushed a lot of folk, you know, just, but I, I felt comfortable because as long as I wasn't hurt, that was the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? So, and I had this philosophy, oh, no, no, no. When we, when we, if we leave out of this place, one person is not going to leave hurt, and that's me. But, at, but it could be at the expense of somebody else. I remember when I first got uh, really abused playing basketball, I was in upstate New York, and they found out that I that I was the top player in this league. So, so this other place I played, we showed up, and when they was walking in, they was pointing. But I took it as they was, everybody knew me from the league. They was like, yeah, that's that dude from the league. So I wasn't even thinking nothing of it. No, they were saying that's our target. And these guys beat me senseless, man. Matter of fact, one time I went up in the air, fell on my side, and didn't catch myself. I couldn't walk for two weeks. And I said to myself, I will never, in my history of playing basketball, ever be hurt like that again. I said, I'm going to tell you what. When I leave the court, somebody else is going to get hurt, but I won't be. So I, I, I developed what I call my armor. I developed what I call my armor. So I had my armor, and in having my armor, I decided, hey, I'm getting them before they get me. Now, some of us are rolling like that in our lives. And so, so, so God's trying to break through, have that power break through in our lives, but we're so protective. See, we only live in one way. Nobody going to hurt me. We're not living. See, the thing about when you, when you put up this, this shell, you're blocking out hurt. I agree with you 100%. But you're also blocking out help. And the help is more important than maybe the little bit of hurt you have to experience to receive the help. Right? So, as God is trying to break through this power, he's going to require us to let go. The Bible tells us to present yourself as a living sacrifice, only acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, the least you could do. What does that mean to us? What does present our body as a living sacrifice? What about this scripture in 1 Corinthians 6, 20? I'm audible. I'm just flowing with the spirit here. But when it says our life is not our own, we bought with a price. How many people believe the Bible? By a show of hands. All right, so just to let you know, the people that did not raise their hands, whether or not you're in your own world, you, ra- you didn't raise your hand. You just said you don't believe the Bible. What was such a big deal about raising your hand that you believe the Bible? Why was that such a big deal? See, you're, you're so locked into your stubbornness and you're, I'm not doing nothing someone else tells me to do. You don't realize what is stealing from you. See, 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 some of us flow that way. So somebody can make a good suggestion, but if you didn't think of it, you ain't doing it. If you're in a crowd and every, if somebody says, like, like, like right now, we say, hey, hey, everybody stand up and shout. You know, some people are not going to stand up just because it was requested and they didn't think of it. 
And you don't realize that's stubbornness and that's pride. God resisteth the proud but gives grace to the humble. And I'm going to tell you this year, when a power breaks through, when that anointing breaks through, the power of God breaks through, the anointing is the burden, removing, yoke, destroying power of God. If you're still attached to that stubbornness and that faith, you're in striking distance to, to experience some things that you don't want to experience. Now, again, I'm so, just like Elijah and the prophets, I'm so at peace with what I just said. Hey, test it. Test it and believe it for yourself. See, because there, there comes a time when God requires what he's placed on our lives. So, so, so there's a grace window where, where he has a level of tolerance, but there's a, there's a window where God said, come on now. I put you here for something. All these years are going by and we're still playing these same games. We're in the same pride. You're still hiding your flaws and I'm sending people to help you. I'm sending people to give you everything you don't have, but you have to already know it, already be able to do it before you can expose yourself. You ain't going to do nothing. That's like taking a bath before you take a shower. The shower is to help you to get clean. You don't prepare yourself for a shower. The shower is cleaning you, you're behind, right? But that's how we're rolling in our life right now. And this, you know, I'm, I'm just being real with you. This, this stubbornness has to break. You know, I think about this. You know how some people come to church to criticize? I'd be like, why do you come? You, you, I mean, y'all know people that they constantly show up. Like, like, you know, I'd be saying to myself, there's so many churches that, that you, can, you can research and go to that may accommodate you, you very well. You don't have to show up at a place to, to criticize. You can find your fit. You don't have to stay in a relationship to criticize. Right? Does that make sense? We good? Yes, sir. Yes. We, Pastor, you're supposed to be talking about the power breaking through. I am. Yes, right? So, 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 so God's trying to manifest some things. And uh, I, I was listening to this, and it lined up. God said, I want you to write this down because I spoke this a long time ago. You're tapping into it in 2022, but I spoke it years ago in um, 1998, 1999 through another man of God. And so this man of God spoke this out. He said, God was telling me that breakthroughs in prayer and finances and healing and in restoration of, the, of relationships that once were rare were going to become common. Not only in, in this man of God's life, but in the lives of the entire body of Christ, who would dare to believe, who would dare to believe for them. Because we have always have a part. God's always trying to do something, but we always have a part, right? And this, that was Jerry Savelle. The other thing he told him is, I will do for you what you've tried to do for yourself. Now, again, he was speaking to him, to us, way back then. He says, God will, will, God will do for you what you tried to do for yourself but could not do. I will cause to come to pass those things which you strive for and tried to accomplish on your own strength and in your own might, but you just could not make them happen. I will bring them to pass for you. Extraordinary things will become the norm in your life. This is what God is saying to us in 2022, but he spoke it out in 1998 through uh, Jerry Savelle. Right? Things that never happen to most people in a lifetime will happen to you in one year's time. It's time to expect the extraordinary. See, but see, but see that's, that's the key there. The key there for me to expect these things to happen, I got to believe different. 
I got to operate different. See, the, realistically, some people are religious and, and, and quote scriptures and come to church, but very few people have operated in faith. See, faith is nothing you could have done to make it happen. And sometimes the hard part is to let go of our control. Even though God's trying to send stuff to us, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of good with that. Like, you know, that's why uh, sometimes we work 17 jobs and then we say we're blessed. But the blessings of God make us rich and addeth no sorrow to them. You ain't got to deal with all that craziness. But it's hard. All for all of us, it's hard because, you know, to let go, at least I know what I'm getting, but I don't know what's coming. So I don't know, man. But I've invested so much time in this, right? But stay, hey, hey, spend today and write down where you are, where you would like to be, what you're going through, what you would no longer not like to deal with, and ask yourself, can you live this exact way for the next 10 years? If you're saying yes, oh, I can roll it exactly like this for the next 10 years. Oh, you in, a, you in, a, you in that pocket, baby. But if you, say, if, if, if you say, no, I can't, or you go, oh, my God. <laughs> With a lot of people going to say, oh, my God, you might want to shift some things. So this is the thing. A lot, when we're making all these efforts, we thought we were trying to break through to God's power. But actually, all this time, the power has been trying to break through to us. So let's look here at Philippians, Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Again, before this month is over, you'll have like a written, you know, at least a written highlight of the things that we're trying to talk about. But I didn't want us to be so caught up in that that we won't listen to the details and the substance of what God is trying to do. All right. So Philippians 3, we'll start here. Uh, I want to start at verse 11, but I'll say we'll start at verse 8. All right. What's up, Tatum? Hey. All right, so Philippians 3, it says, uh, we'll start at verse 7. It says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Right? It says, yea, doubt. Look, look, what things were gained to me? Now, it didn't say if they were large or small gains. It says, whatever was gained to me, I count loss, what? For Christ, right? It says, yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for what? The excellency of the knowledge of Christ, my Lord, for whom I am for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung or doo-doo, that I may win Christ, right? It says, uh, verse 9, and, and, which is the attaching that I may win Christ, and be found in him not having my own righteousness. See, some of these things are righteous, but we've tweaked them with our own understanding so they're our own righteousness. It says, which is of the law, Again, ceremonial is what that's referring to, but that which is through faith, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, restraint, retaliation, being made conformable 
unto his death. Now, when he, so, so, so again, death and all that. What it's saying is, I, I killed all of me that could possibly be in the way of getting all of him. Right? I just, I just killed it. Regardless of what was gained, what benefit it was, what comforts I experienced, I torched all that mess to gain him. See, this is, this, this is the key. We all were naive. We all were gullible. We all got a level of understanding and control in the environments we were not even gullible in. And we mastered a, uh, we'll say, a school of thought or a way of doing things or a worldview. So, 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 you know, some, some people are watching this. I was talking about it last night to a friend. But I, I mean, I'm the, listen, y'all can front like y'all was always whatever, hard thugs or whatever. But I, but I was just, I was a gullible guy. I mean, I, I just, I'm just Keith. I like, I like writing. I like drawing. I, I like, I'm the guy in school. You didn't have to ask me to answer questions. I just like, when, you, when a problem showed up, my mind would calculate it. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, but I was saying, ooh, 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 not to prove I was smarter than nobody. I just like, ooh, I, I see that. Like, I spent the whole time in school, ooh, I see that too. I see that too. I would just see stuff. Math, I just saw it. I just saw answers. And that was cool in school, but it wasn't cool in the neighborhood. You know, not Newark. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't. So now I had to figure out how to navigate in Newark, but still I had to get through school because I, I, I wanted to grow out of there. And so I came up with a plan, right? And so, like, like y'all, we, we come up with a plan. So I figured out how to front like I was hard. They had people calling me crazy. They would drive out of school, what's up crazy? Nah, I wasn't crazy. I just want you to think I was crazy because I didn't want nobody to beat me up and I'm trying to get through school. And then you're like, what you do today, man? You know, I, you know, I just went home, watched, some t- watched TV and played checkers. Well, I knew in the hood, nobody's gonna believe that. They're like, man, Keith, man, you play too much. No, I really did go home. I didn't play checkers, but I just went home and watched TV. I, I wasn't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? See, see, you understand what I'm saying? Like, but I knew, you know, I, I got to a point where I knew the truth wouldn't be believed. So I, I started telling the truth. Nobody believed me. So I, so, so I used my mind to master these things. Then I came up with a plan. You know, I had my basketball plan, you know, to play pro ball. I had all these different plans. And I, I locked into those plans and you couldn't move me off of it. No matter what you do. And, 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 some of y'all know, I was pretty good at it, right? But God had a plan. It was much better than my plan. I just told a guy last night, I said, man, I had a plan, but Lord knows God's plan was better than mine. But it, was, it took a long time for me to yield to God's plan. God's plan was trying to break through the whole time, but me, I'm locking into, but I've committed to this. I've committed to this relationship. I've committed to, this is so, I saw it playing out this way. We see in part, every single one of us see in part, but we think we see it all. And when God shows up the part that we don't see, we go, surely that's not here for me. Uh, you have the wrong address because I already see how it's supposed to play out. And you're not allowing it to break through. You won't yield. 
You won't yield because what? It's uncomfortable. Because you've calculated all the scenarios and realized it's too difficult to make this adjustment to what God is trying to show you. Right? And so, <laughs> so this scripture here <laughs> says, verse 10, it says, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings to be made conformable unto his death. Look, if by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. See, there's something that God placed in me when I got on this earth that's been dead and needs to be resurrected. Right? Right? And sometimes we got to die for God to resurrect us. We got to be buried in him to be resurrected in our design. And so verse 12 says, not as though I've already obtained either were already perfect, but I follow after that. Look, that I may apprehend if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. So it's saying that I'm trying to apprehend something that's apprehending me. See, uh, see, power is trying to break through to me. I'm trying to, the whole time I thought I was trying to get to the power, the power is really trying to get to me more than I'm trying to get to it. It just needs me to yield. It just needs me to yield. And so in our relationship with God this year, there's going to be a, a breakthrough uh, in the outermost, uh, of the outermost man, so you have the outermost man, you have the, the outer man, and you have the inner man. So, you know, you, so that's spirit, soul, and body, right? So that outermost man is this, this is our, our physical being. So that power is trying to break through our outermost man, right, to meet the power that's breaking uh, through the inner man at the same time. So there's, there's a, so, so uh, according to the power that worketh in you, Right? There's a power in you stirring up, right? just trying to break through on the outside. But then there's an there's a overtaking, or outpouring, trying to break. Through. So God is doing it in two measures. There's something coming up on the inside because we've accepted Christ, but there's something on the outside trying to break through. And when those things meet, that's called anointing. <laughs> right? That's called anointing. Right? So God's trying to have us to yield in our everyday of practical life, but he's also trying to get us to yield in our inner man, in our inner life, right? To yield our spirit, right? Again, apprehending that which is apprehending us. So even when it relates to marriages, this year God was saying that he's going to, agape love is going to break through. So no longer keeping mistakes score, keeping score mistakes, you know, that people just, yeah, yeah, but you did this, but you did that. And then you're waiting for the person to do something to justify what you did. But that ain't love. Well, love takes no account of a suffer wrong, right? No account means it's not written in a ledger to be brought up later. Z said, right. <laughs> right? And then, so, as it relates to our extended family and friends, God's saying humility and commitment is going to break through. So, 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 with our families, we need commitment, but again, for us to harmonize, we have to be in humility. And so when that power breaks through, we'll be able to embrace humility uh, and commitment as far as our extended family and friends. Even our, our church family, the challenge is not that we're, we're, we're not all fitly here to be rolling together. It takes a lot of humility to grow together. We, ain't all, we don't all have the same backgrounds. Uh, I think me and Jamal was talking about this. I'm not sure I've talked to so many people, but I think it was me and Jamal. You realize, like, what it takes to flow as a family? Like, really takes? Now, some people have not had good families. Some people, I guess that's all of us since we were born in sin and shape and iniquity. The, the, the families don't always work out, but it takes a lot of humility, man. 
And it takes commitment. Why does it take commitment? Because while that person is, is growing out of their funk, you got to be committed to love them through it. Oh, I didn't say condone them through it. Because everybody thinks love is just being kind. You got to speak the truth in love. You have to address behavior. You have to ask questions. That's what addressing behavior. So let me ask you, when you do that, have you thought about the impact that's happened on me? And you may get a flare. What you trying to say? I know I'm, I'm asking because I could assume you did that to hurt me, but you might not even realize you're doing it. See, it takes humility to talk through that stuff. It takes a level of commitment. And then after you have the conversation, guess what? It's a default. You're going to get the same flare-up because they have to work out the salvation. They ain't going to change because you had a con- one conversation, but that's how we think. I just talked to you yesterday. Well, God's been talking to you for like three years now, and you still ain't changed. But you think they will change for one conversation. I don't know what's wrong with you. I just talked to you. What, you crazy something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, so that humility and commitment is going to really, that power is going to short with humility and commitment. The other thing, I know we all have desires, but God is saying um, exceedingly abundantly above is going to break through this year. See, those adjectives is powerful. Now unto him was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think. According to what? The power that worketh in you. That's trying to break out. Spirit break out. (laughs) I heard the song, right? Did you? (laughs) Right? And so, so, so. That's going to facilitate some things God looking to do. I talked about how, you know, uh, production team needs help. But honestly, going in this year, so much is about to pour in this atmosphere. We need, we have contracted staff. We have Marcus, Stella, Hope, Ty. That's it, right? Contracted. And of course, me and Pastor Mel. Right? But we need full-time people. We need musicians. An executive secretary. We need an accountant. Um, some people for the before and after school program that's about to start this year, right? Um, we need this building paid off, which we're not that far from from it being paid off. <laughs> hey, we owe less on this building than some of y'all owe in y'all houses. We owe two sixty on this building. Oh, I'm sorry, in this building with the twenty one acres and the seven acre lake in the back, right? 260. Yeah. And we're closer than you think. Right? So with all the stuff we're doing, we're closer than you think. Ain't God good? Anyway, so I'm sorry, I gotta get back focused. Get back. I have to get back focused. God be doing some things, don't he? Right. All right. So behind the scenes, you're like, man, we get the t-shirts, we get the bus, we get everything free. How are we getting close to? Because that's how God works. That's how the good Lord work, right? All right, so, so, so there's going to be a lot of manifestation. Uh, Lord used Pastor Mel to share that. But, but he also used Pastor Mel as far as, you know, as he was tapping into, because we sit down and talk. I was like, so, hey, what's God telling you? And, he, and, and, and what came out of Pastor Mel was unexpected invitation. You know, you got, you got all these gifts on these people. There's going to be some unexpected invitations to do some things, right? 
And um, it's already taking place in some, for some people behind the scenes. I don't know, but I do. Right? Um, we even got an unexpected, I forgot, unexpected invitation. So uh, Pastor Mel also said there'll be supernatural elevations in the spirit. So people, pe- people are going to be elevated. And see, when you elevate in the spirit, then people see you different. They appreciate you different. They give you favor and access different. You can walk in situations, you be like, I don't know why they're doing this, because you don't realize you've elevated in the spirit. All right? See, see, uh, sir, it's already taking place in your life. So you can look for what you're hearing. It's beyond what you even thought. Right? But God's elevating you in the spirit. All right, so, so uh, and, and the Lord used Pastor Mel say, to say things will happen quickly. Some things will happen quicker than ever before because God has a timing. There's something, the um, uh, woman of God, Joan, she's, a, um, she's of, of, of Jewish descent. Uh, she's a good friend of ours. She came out for the anniversary. Joan is what, 92? 82? Sorry about that, Joan. You don't look like either one, so just, I, I messed that one up, you know, can be giving you eight more years. Uh, but she was saying that God will manifest, she, had, she was, she, the Lord used to speak a word out to us, if he's speaking it out to me and my wife, speaking it out to you guys, God will manifest what we put in the atmosphere. So whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever we loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. But the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Power's trying to break through. You got to yield. And what you put in the atmosphere, when that power's in the atmosphere, things happen. It triggers things to happen. Uh, the Lord was using, Pastor Mel said, there'll be a stamp of approval on the ministry. So we're all a part of the ministry. Stamp of approval is, is when, when, when you're giving opportunities and platforms and things happening, somebody is stamping to say, whatever you're doing, I not only want to participate in, but I want you involved in what I'm doing, right? And so, so if, you, if, you're, if you're locked in and you're attached, you should experience that. More supernatural things because we dare to believe this year. More supernatural things because we dare to believe this year. The Lord spoke that to you also. Uh, you probably realize I'd be writing everything down. Yeah, <laughs> well, God used you. He was just a vessel, baby. Um, and so, so, and she talked about the coming year will be a year of abundance. God's preparing us to be able to receive and handle the blessing. Receive and handle the blessing. You know, some of the things that's been taught. And so, uh, Pastor Mel used this scripture, I have not seen nor ear have heard nor entered into the heart of man, the things that, that God has prepared for them that love him. And so, 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 God is trying to set us up. He's been trying to set us up for a while. And if you're paying attention, I know... Sometimes you need to sit down with like, like Ty Bailey or somebody and interview them because they, 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 they pay attention to every step of what's taking place from start to finish. Um, and you could just see everything that's uh, manifesting. Or like if you go away and you come back, like you go away, you come back, you're like, okay, this doesn't change, that doesn't change, that doesn't change. You kind of see the momentum and the progression. Or if you were around from dance studio, you know, you're like, oh, my God, you know, like, you know. Um, but let's go to Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1. And for the sake of time, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Ephesians 1, 
verses 10 through 12. Ephesians 1, verses 10 through 12. It says, with regard to fulfillment of the times, that is, the end of history, the climax of the ages, to bring all things together in Christ. It says, both things in, in the heavens and things in the earth, on the earth. And remember, in the beginning, there was heaven and earth, but because of sin, there was a separation, or at least a viewed separation, because Adam and Eve decided they wanted to eat, the, eat, the, eat of the tree. So all they saw was the earth realm in their nakedness, but before they were so caught up in the presence of God in the heaven realm, they couldn't recognize their imperfections, their flaws, so they wasn't living a life of covering themselves or protecting themselves or trying to feed themselves, right? We live this life of trying to cover ourselves, protect ourselves, and feed ourselves because of the sin nature of, of this world. See, it started out where there was a peace, just like these, these you know, it's our God children right there. Look, he, he drinking his drink. You know, they're not worried about eating. They're not worried about clothes. They're not worried about nothing. They have a peace and a surety. No matter what the circumstance, like I've never seen them, uh, oh, my God. How much was that bill? <laughs> Man, yeah, hey, hey, Dad, you might want to think through if we really want to make that move. I don't know because, hey, you know, because, hey, we got, a, we got a Gerber's budget. We got a Huggies budget. You know, I got to get my toys. Uh, I, you know, how is this going to affect my bottom line? He don't do that. You can make whatever decision you want. I know I'm eating. I know I'm being taken care of. And that's how we want to operate. So, so God is trying to bring things. When Christ came, he tried to, he's the door to bridge that gap, to bring us back to a point where the power can flow through, not just break through. It only has to break through because of our callousness and what we've taken on with our sin nature, right? And so, so, and then it says, in him also we have received an inheritance, a destiny. We were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, that's chosen, appointed beforehand according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ, who first put our confidence in him as our Lord and Savior, would exist to the praise of his glory. Well, how do you exist to praise, to be the praise of his glory? You walk in the things that God has been pouring on your life. And so that power is breaking through, not just because. Because it, 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 when you're walking in power, you, when, when people are healed because of uh, your conversation or being around you, or uh, David talked about just uh, being delivered by just coming in through the praise and worship. Well you, well, you know what happened? God got the glory. The people that's been healed of, of sickness and disease and come out, come out of comas through what God has done through, through our house. You know what happened? God got the glory. The people that's broke through their, their lust and their sins and, and, and healed and have elevated in their lives, you know what's happening? God got the glory. The people that's had mishaps where they thought things were going to happen, they went through disappointments and finally said, okay, God, I'm going to just trust you to work this out for good. And seen it work out for good, you know what happened? God got the glory. Right? So that's why the power is trying to break through because we get the opportunity to show forth the praise of his glory. 
and prepare the way for him to show up in glory, right? So we get the opportunity to show forth the praise of his glory and prepare the way for him to show up in glory. All right, so Joel 20, Joel 2, I'm sorry. Let's go to Joel. So, so we're talking about the power breaking through. And I told you when God told me, he said, well, the vision is the power breaking through. I said, well, give me, give me a nice little line. He said, that's it, the power breaking through. I said, I mean, you know, Lord, something a little more catchy. He said, the power will break through. But when I told that when I did the artwork, it was like, in 2022, I said, Lord, you sweet. <laughs> the power will break through in 2022. I said, that's pretty catchy. I said, I would have never thought that. But it just makes sense of what he's trying to do. Like, um, let's, look, let's look here. Uh, make sure I got the right version. All right, so 27. It says, and you shall know... Joel 2, Joel 2, verse 27. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. That's key. My people shall what? Never be ashamed. It didn't say my people shall not be in positions where it looks like they're going to be ashamed. If you think about Joseph, looked like he was going to be ashamed. Oh, you had a dream from God? But you, look at you, look at you. Look at you, you're a slave. You had a dream from God? Look at you, you're in prison. Well, Joseph ended up being prime minister over everything. So no matter how it looks, no matter what the process, it eventually works out where you not won't be ashamed. You, but you got to keep going. Listen, man, you can't make a mistake on the freeway and just sit there. You got to keep going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just can't just... Man, I can't believe I missed the exit. And just, you just still, you're there for like three years. <laughs> people calling you up, man, I can't believe I missed that exit. Ever since I missed that exit, man, my whole life changed. If I would have just not missed that exit, where would I be now? Now, that sounds, like some of y'all laughing, that sounds over the top, but that's what we've been doing in our life. We've just been missing the, the, the exit of purpose the exit of power, the exit of God's presence, and we just stay stuck in that place, rehearsing it over and over and over. Man, ever since that one time I've been saying, oh, don't let nobody throw you off the exit. You was on the right exit, and then somebody cut you off, and, you know, you can't just crash into the person, so then you missed the exit because somebody else got in your way. Oh, don't let that happen. Ever since that person got in my way when I was trying to get off the exit, man, where would I be right now? They only just didn't cut off my, you know, see, that fool got my way. And then you keep hurting, you know, like seven years later. Man, I'm going to tell you that fool. I could tell you to make it a car right now. <laughs> Look, sound funny, don't it? But that's what's been happening in our lives, right? Right? Man, just go on down to the next exit, which is the wrong exit. Get off there. Turn around, go back down the wrong road till you get to where you missed the exit and get off there. How about that? I'm not talking about the freeway either. I'm talking about our life. Okay. All right. So, so where was I at? What did I read? 
oh, shall not be ashamed. That's what I got caught up in. Now. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward, 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 key word there, it's afterward. So, so there's something's going to be happening in between, right? If there has to be an afterward. It says, afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all oh, the power breakthrough, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Right? And, and so, so, okay, hold on, I saw something here. Nah, that's cool. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. It, 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 it's the same verse in Acts chapter 2, 17, 18. So it's Old and New Testament, just in case, you know, we get it twisted, right? All right, so here you have something taking place here. God does things in a certain way. He, he, he speaks things out through prophecy or words of, words of wisdom is the future. Words of knowledge is what's already happening, but words of wisdom is what's going to happen. So he speaks this out through prophecy. He always endorses it with his word. And his intent is to change the atmosphere. That's when we know when God is moving. Right? So, so he said he would pour out a spirit. When he, when he processed through it, he spoke it ahead of time. So he spoke it ahead of time in Job. But then he spoke it in Acts. He said, you shall receive, remember Jesus said, you shall receive power after after that, the Holy Ghost will come upon, has come upon you. So when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 2, we go over there real quick. Acts chapter 2. This is when this, this thing start, started to happen, but it's, 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 that power has been waiting to break through ever since. But Acts chapter 2, so Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is when he said you shall receive power. Acts chapter 2. Verse 1, it says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all on one accord in one place. Focusing on verse 2, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That's power starting to move. And it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloving tongues of fire, and it said upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They started prophesying. Right, corporately, you know, and you keep on reading, it's all these people from all over the country, it's like, how are they speaking in our language? The power broke through that day. It's been resident trying to break through in our lives ever since. Right? But he need, it need, God needs us to yield. He needs us to yield. So then something happened here. This power is breaking through. So now we have, we have something prophesied and it's starting to happen. Right, but then in Acts chapter 10, look at something that takes place. Sometimes the power is already in the atmosphere, but everybody hasn't experienced the power. So we go Acts chapter 10, verse 44. So Peter started talking to him, and he started breaking down some things about the remission of sins and stuff like that. It's a verse, and he's talking to the Gentiles. So people that weren't Jews, the, the, the God's chosen people received the initial power. But here is it's showing the powers for everybody. Verse 44 says, while Peter yet spake these what? Words, the Holy, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which what? Heard the word. So it says, you that have ears, let, you, let them hear. So when we hear God's word, something happens where that power falls. The power breaks through the more words you get. The Bible says you're cleansed through the word. 
It says the entrance of the word bringeth light, gives understanding to the simple. So when that word comes in, it opens us up to receive what God is doing, what God is saying, attach our faith to it. Now that power can manifest in our life, right? So then there's, you have this prophecy that takes place, and then you got the word that takes place, right? So as he spake, that power fell. But then something happens in an atmosphere. Uh, 1 Kings 8, 10 through 11, uh, you can write that down, 1 Kings 8, 10 through 11, and 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14, this is when God told them to set the temple up a particular way. And, and, and it was so wonderful how they did it. They, they created stones ahead of time where they, so there was no, uh, you didn't hear, you know how you go to uh, construction and you hear a lot of clanging and banging and cutting and stuff like that. Well, they prepared the stones with such precision. These guys operated with such anointing that they could just set the songs in place. And, and, and they had specific detail on how to do the temple, how, to, how the stones were supposed to be. Uh, they, the, the place was painted in gold. Some things had silver. When they had finished everything the way God told them and the order God told them, the specifics and the excellence, when the temple was done exactly the way God said it was, it said the power came in the temple. The priest was supposed to minister because this is a great event. The temple was made but the priest couldn't stand the minister. Every time the priest went up to talk, they fell out because the power had broke through. But it's interesting, the power broke through when the temple was in order, when the temple was in excellence, when the temple had specifics designed. Well, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when we get ourselves in place the way God has designed us, the power breaks through. Because now the atmosphere is conducive for the power to rest there. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. The at, when we're in agreement and we're in harmony in God's house. Yeah, listen, yeah, you hear people, uh, you're trying to get me because I don't go to church. I don't need to go to church. But then y'all talk about that during the play, like, don't forsake the assemblies of yourself together. I think that was one of your lines, right? Right? But it's so interesting, you think it's just about somebody obligating you for... Uh, you know, like, like making you do something, like a chore. Like, like, we get to go to church, not we have to go to church. Listen, I have friends that do missionary work in places like China. They, they, they got to go underground. They can't be seen with a Bible. They move from place to place because it becomes a hot spot. Because when they came home, it's like, yeah, we just moved to such and such. Oh, you found a nicer place. No, we couldn't do Christian stuff there anymore. But we get to come to church all the time. Ain't nobody shooting you or putting you in jail if you walk through the door. So we get to come to church. But this is the interesting thing. We get to harmonize. What's this line? Man, I, I, I don't necessarily have to go to church. The church is in me. Okay. But this is if the church is in you. If the temple is not the building, the temple is you, then we got bricks running around out there and they should be a part of the building, right? Right? Because if all the bricks are in place like they was in the temple, the power shows up. And the priest can't stand the minister. <laughs> the anointing is so strong, everybody falling out. So all the bricks in place? Scripture says all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Romans 8, 19, waiting for all of us to get in our rightful place, waiting for all the bricks to get in place. 
So, 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 so we do have the temple. Okay. If, it, if, if, the, if it's not about the building, it's about the, the bricks put, put together in the building. Fitly joined together is what the scripture says, right? Doesn't it say that in Ephesians? So, so the power can, can, can manifest. It, it's, it's the power, listen, the power will break through in 2022. Are we going to be in position to house that power, to experience that power? Listen, you know how your life is? Listen, it was no more bondage, right? Now I'm free from the enemy whom the sun sets free. Is free indeed. No more bondage, just glorious liberty, right? I don't have to be what? Sick, no more. <laughs> I don't have to be bound, no more, by anything, right? The interesting thing about that song is when a power breaks through, you're like when Jamal was, when the chains was broke through, remember he was like, <laughs> remember he was like, I can't do all that, you know. He did like a stretch, like, right? Well, he, he, he said, well, man, I'm free, <laughs> right? Right? When, when, when that power breaks through, the burdens and the yokes are destroyed. You navigate different. Sometimes you just don't have that want to. You know what you want to do. Some of y'all are artists, writers, dancers, singers, even in your age right now. Some of you are actors. Some of you desire to do stuff. And, and, and can I... Can I can Pastor just keep it real with you? Right now, what you're doing is weak. Respectfully, some of your music, some of your singing, some of your artistry, man, it's weak. Because there ain't no power on it. And, and you like them people in American Idol. You actually think you sound good, but you don't. You think it sounds good. It looks good, but it doesn't. Only to you. But when the power breaks through, it looks good to everybody. You see what I'm saying? So that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to really get power. So, so it's not enough for us to be skilled and talented without the power. People receive from the presence of God, not just from your expertise or lack thereof in some cases. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So God is trying to break some things too, but you're going to have to let go all right, so let's go to James 5, 16. Was that too harsh? No. My daughter Natalie said, nope. <laughs> so I'm going to take it as it wasn't too harsh. All right, so James 5, 16, because we're talking about this power breaking through, and we have a part to play, right? We have a part to play, right, besides Minister Lamar? Yeah, yeah okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, people. Come on. Like, 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 listen. And, and I'm not the cheerleader. I'm not, uh, if, if, what was it? If you don't love the Lord, stay seated. Right? Is that, that's the line, right? So then that make you what? Right. I don't be doing stuff like that, man. <laughs> That somebody just got it. They just figured it out, you know. You go to South I know people that they'll, they'll, they'll start their whole preach with all those lines. And they got a master, you know, because the whole thing is they want you to physically look like you're motivated so they feel good. Listen, y'all have sat in silence and I'm good. 
As long as y'all get what God wants you to have, I'm okay. All right? Um, but if the Lord is like, the unction hits, man, just roll with it. Remember we talked about that. I told you I was in the service and the spirit was flowing and the, the, the power was flowing and, and I felt it like some of y'all do. I felt it, but I was so bound like Jamal and, uh, uh, well, no, what was your character? Bondage, right? Like bondage in the play yesterday. I was so bound I couldn't move. I couldn't react. I couldn't raise my hand. Couldn't do nothing. But, I, but see, I wasn't bound by what was in the room. I was bound by what I opened myself up to before I got in the room. And so I spent all my time listening to the world and secular stuff and stuff like that. So by the time the presence of God was coming, I, I felt something on the inside. But it was almost like the devil said, don't move. You better not put your hands up. And I'd just be sitting there just like this. Like, Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. But you looking at me, you look like. Dude, like, are you here? The building's shaking. And I was trained in England as a soldier in front of the buildings. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> clowning, just clowning, just clowning. James 5, 16. We'll end with this scripture for today, okay? Uh, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, the classic Amplified version, you know, the little back-in-the-day Amplified version, because I like that version better. It says, uh, confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. So we talked about that humility earlier, right? Look, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Right? Look, 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 look. The next verse said this. Elijah was, was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings and affections and constitution just like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And he then prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produces crops as usual. 1 Kings uh, 17, 1 and 1 Kings 18, 42 and 45. What he was saying is, Elijah, flesh and blood just like us, but access power that was available. The fervent, effectual, heartfelt prayers of the righteous avails, makes much power available. And so we have to get an agreement. Um, you know, it was, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into it uh, next week. So, so that song will be perfect if, if, if it's available next week because we'll, the section we'll get into, if it's perfect. So this year, we must believe for the power to break through. You know, and, and, and the thing is, uh, uh, Joan from Louisiana, she says something. She says, she says, she says, a male, that's what she said, right? She said, male, she says, she says you and Keith are walking in the supernatural. And she says, I watch. She's like, every time I look around, this stuff just happening, and it's supernatural. But our family is. The heir's family is. Our heir's family and friends are. And, 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 and but what it is is that power is available, but we have to make these adjustments, get rid of some of our stubbornness, get rid of some of our pride, 
Uh, we got to yield. We got to get in agreement. We have to be in position. Because so it's an amazing thing when people come in agreement. We'll talk about it next week. But uh, Jehoshaphat had these kings coming at him. And he was, so, so he was like, man, I don't know what to do with these kingdoms. So he called a solemn assembly. He said, let us pray. So they got in agreement and prayed. They prayed. And their agreement was so powerful. The power of God showed up, sent ambushments against the other kings. So, so they was like, okay, we done prayed up, prayed to the Lord. Now it's time for us to go to battle. By the time, when they got to battle, all the, 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 all the kingdoms was destroyed. I don't know why they did this, but they brought all their jewels and stuff. It took them three days to gather all the spoils. They showed up for a battle that they didn't fight, and they got rewarded for just showing up to battle, all because power was available. That's some, that's some uh, fairy tale fantasy. It's not. As sure as we sitting here in our 10th year in this building, it's not. I mean, they sold us this building for half price. The building was appraised at $675,000. They sold us this for three fifty. dollars We financed two eighty, dollars and we owe two sixty dollars now. Are you kidding? And we had no money to start out. We had $25,000 in the bank. They told us we needed $93,000 to even start the process of getting along. In a week. And we didn't get it in a week. And they sold that building to somebody else. And then we, we tried another building. Remember we went down to King's, uh, King's Mountain? And they sold that to somebody else. Five minutes away from where we was at, we was right around the corner. In Charlotte, you in real estate, it's almost unheard of. Like in the, right, and around the corner? This ain't back in the day, this is now. And if you look at the different things that's happened in people's lives, signs, wonders, and miracles, God ain't done, but God wants to break through a whole lot stronger with more power. And that's what the, hey, hey, you wondering what the problem is? No power. What the issue is? No power. Why you got a fake like you really enjoying your life? No power. Why you're, you're disgruntled and frustrated? No power. Irritable. What you irritable about? No power. You doing what you want to do, though. Can't nobody tell you what to do. Just as stubborn as you can be. Stubborn with no power. I ain't say no names, but if, if that applies to you, don't take it personal. Man, position yourself for power. Don't get a Like, why is the fence always the option? The Bible says, uh, Paul said, I keep myself void of offense. But why are you getting funky so much? You doing what you want to do, but you getting funky when someone, listen, you, at the end of the service, I'm always out there. You can come up to me and challenge me whatever I do. I'm not going to be funky because I'm being obedient to God. You don't have to like it. You don't have to be in agreement. You could think it's stupid. You could think, Mr. Holy Boo-Boo the Fool. At this point, if Boo-Boo the Fool is getting the results that I see in my life, I'm boo-boo the fool. I'm boo-boo the fool, his cousin. I'm his uncle. I, whatever you want me to be, I'd be boo-boo the fool. I'd rather be boo-boo the fool than back in the day, Cool Keith. Cool Keith ain't had no power. Cool Keith was an irritable person. Cool, 
Cool Keith will snap on you in a heartbeat. And if you caught me in college, I'd cuss you out for nothing. No, literally, I didn't know it. They told me, but I'd just cuss you out for nothing. So how did that work? How's it working for you? Man, forget the style points, man. Get the power, man. <laughs> hey, let's just be goofy, powerful people. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would have stayed the nerd if I'd have known what I know now. You know what I'm saying? Like sold out for no power. You know what I mean? Remember we made that transition? We like, yeah, I got flavor now. I know how to walk. I know how to... You had to stand, how to, what's <laughs> up, what's up, <laughs> stand on your feet, man, <laughs> stand on your feet, power will break through, Mm-mm-mm. the power will break through, thank you, Lord, for power in Jesus' name, thank you for power in Jesus' name, thank you for power, Father God, we lift you up, magnify, exalt you, we just thank and praise you for just always uh, imparting what we need, always giving us what we need, always positioning us to have uh, more than enough what we need. Lord, help us to, to, to you said in our, uh, in our time of weakness, you'd be strong. Sometimes it's hard for us to yield, hard for us to trust, hard for us to, to uh, express, display the cracks, you know, uh, hard for us to uh, ask for help, uh, hard for us to talk about what we don't know and, and, and uh, uh, always trying to prove what we do know. But Lord, help us to shift all that stuff because it's stealing our opportunity to be walking full power. And it's still not opportunity to walk in full peace. It's still not opportunity to walk in full prosperity um, uh, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So I do want to pray for not just